When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 10 days until the Giants kick off the season against the Cowboys. The Giants stopped it at the one yard line. Holy cow! The home of New York Giants football. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Nice by Zoo. Right, Bonnie Tyler. Very on point, holding out holding for a out hero. For, that is Bonnie. It's Bonnie Tyler, right? Yes. That, yeah. Yes, from Footloose. Oh, is that what it's originally? Well, it was I, the movie Footloose. There's a movie that I think I might have first heard this in, and Zoo. I wonder if this is the same one for you. The movie I think of when I hear this song is not Footloose. It's Shrek Two. Absolutely, the Fairy Godmother. Which will age the two of us. Yes, the Fairy Godmother sings it at the end. Oh, phenomenal scene, and by the way. And she's the villain. Yeah, no, it's when Shrek is trying, in human form, rushing back to the palace to save the day. Oh, the yeah. gingerbread man, he oh, gets the right. froth yeah. on him. The giant one, he goes down. Oh, yeah. You see, that's why like, I'm the old I'm the old guy here, because I, I go, I go I, back to Footloose. I was so confident that when I brought that up to Zoo that he would deliver for me. <laughs> and I knew like, you might miss that because you're, that movie was probably but like 2003 Shrek. or 4. No, but it's not the first thing that hits. Right. For me, the first thing that hits. And also, your sons are both a little too young to have like been really into that one, at least that Shrek, when it came out. Because that movie, 2003 or 2004. Well, two, well Bra- yeah, uh, Bradley wasn't born yet. Right. So you're not yeah. rushing out to the theater. Yeah. Like you were, you were in the age group where, because your kids weren't around yet, you were not going to the theater to see Shrek 2. Not Shrek 2, no. I think, I think we saw Shrek in... My wife and I might have seen Shrek in the theater. I don't remember. It's too far. I can't remember what I'm, you know, what I had for breakfast yesterday. That's now, Shrek Four, Shrek Four, the best Shrek by a mile. That zoo. That is that is a hot take, and I love you. That's one of the worst takes I've ever heard. I didn't say I anything cried. too. I cried during you're, Shrek Four. No, and here, and I love Shrek. You're okay. The, the first two. I mean, the first one is the best. Second one is really, really close. It drops off after that. Yeah, you love They're the fine. fourth one. <laughs> yeah, uh, Zoo. Um, we're gonna have we have four hours in the control room together, especially during those breaks. Shrek four. We're, we're gonna I have some conversation. Shrek four. Called Shrek Forever After. Rumpelstiltskin's in there. Yeah, it's okay. Well, I know. And Peter, you say you can't remember what you had for breakfast yesterday, but I do hope that you remember that on this show and then on the morning show. We talked a lot about the Aaron Rodgers versus Jihad War drama. Yes, we did. And the audio from Hard Knocks, where it'll be kind of sawed a little bit on Saturday night, but then when Hard Knocks has Rodgers mic'd up, we got a lot more Tuesday night. And then yesterday, we get the response from Jihad Ward. So, Peter, I'll just ask you, 
And I know you might have the audio. You're definitely going to play it when we get to Jerry and Joe. I didn't. I can't find it anywhere. I'll help you out with that after we're done here. Because apparently, well, there's a lot of expletives too. Right. Whatever he said. Yes. But, well, uh, so the the general gist of it is. Jahad Ward said that you know, he saw the Jets laughing it up after Randall Cobb's uh, illegal blindside hit the block that we joked yesterday. Oh, this was legal two years ago. Now it's illegal. Randall Cobb's wife doesn't know it's illegal. She thinks it's a good hit. Then she realizes, oh, no, we're probably going to get a fine in the mail. Aaron Rodgers jokes, Cobb, you just lost your training camp money. What are you doing? It's not 2014 anymore. And Jahad Ward made it sound like he took a lot of offense to not just the hit, but the Jets laughing it off afterwards and kind of joking about it. And my first thought was immediately thinking, he could have a problem with the hit. Absolutely. It's now yeah. a legal hit. Yeah. How could Jahad Ward possibly know what the Jets were saying? Because when you see the video, there ain't a blue jersey around when the Jets and Cobb are joking about it. No, There's I, no I, don't way buy the, I don't buy it. Now, all. he might have found out after, like yesterday when he talked about it, he might have seen what we saw on Hard Knocks and known about it. But in the moment, and again, it wasn't an egregious hit. It was a little shove after the play. It's not the worst thing in the world, but there's no way that he knew what Rodgers was saying to Cobb. And it's also, Rodgers didn't even say, hey, good hit. He said, Rent, what are you doing? It's right. not he 2014 anymore. Yeah, he was ripping his right. teammate for and doing making it. making fun of his teammate. Like, come on, man, what are you doing? I think the only thing that he laughed it off was when he got back to the sideline and said, oh, this, I, I came back with something that's uncomebackable, whatever he was trying to pronounce at that time. Said, I, I don't he know said who you, uncomebackwithable? Uncomebackwithable, yeah. yeah, something like that. He made up some word. But he said, oh, I, I told him I never heard of him. And then he said, I never heard of you, and BS. Right, and, and this is, I forgot to ask you this yesterday. I mean, on top of the fact that obviously Jihad Ward knows who Aaron Rodgers is, is there a worse comeback, whatever it is, whatever the situation is, to repeat what the person just said back to you? Right. You can't do that. You no, lost. You lo- <laughs> they, I mean, you just you you know got self-owned. You know right. who on, it is. On top of I mean, the Trump. obvious fact that you know who Aaron Rodgers is. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. You you know who he is. You're in the league. You grew up. You know, we know the younger players. They know who Aaron Rodgers is. You can't, in any situation— like, Zoo, you know this. If somebody is coming at you, whatever they say, your comeback can't be to just repeat it back to their face. Nah, it's better you off not lost. saying anything. Right. You lost. Put your tail between your legs, turn right. around, go home. That, Take your I own. mean, un- unless you can come up with something off the cuff that's that's better or different, but to come back with the same anything exact else. thing. Even if, it's wor- even if it's dumb, it's it can't be what the person just said to you. Aaron Rodgers said that I don't know. He would who have been better off going if when 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 Aaron said to him, "I don't even know who you are." He sh- he could have been better off just saying "f you." That's right. You know, like that's what he could have. Right. It's what he could have done. You know, eat that's grass, a better old man. Comment. Eat turf, right? Any you know, anything in the world. I mean, there could have been. He could have said, "You guys are in our house," right? Like you know, like they right. could have. There could have been a million he things. He could have said, "You will soon," or "You do now," or something. Anything it, that would have been cool. He could have even gone with you know, something that wasn't cool. Like you know, again, you know, whatever right. you know, call them old. You cannot. The one thing you cannot do in that spot <laughs> is say back to the person what they said to you. It is an automatic L. There is no way you can recover from that. No. And that's how I'm going to remember Jihad Ward. Well, I know it's tough. You're in the heat of the moment, but you can't repeat what was said to you. 
I mean, it's not like the Jet Giant game in October had no juice already because you knew there was going to be juice surrounding that game. I guess now there's a little bit more because we don't know if you know Ward's going to uh, even you know get in the game or if there's going to be another potential encounter with 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 him and and Rogers or even Randall Cobb, whatever. But it, it's going to be another talking point now that week, and it's got a little more juice to it. It does, and I just I know you love as the Jets fan just anything that is showing how engaged and locked in Aaron Rodgers is here. It's trash talk with a player. It, you know, it should just kind of be whatever. But, you know, I like seeing that Aaron Rodgers is going to clap back or is going to respond or is going to say something. He's fired up rather than dealing with the, uh, you know, I'm the veteran, just kind of shove this aside. There there will be times where you want to see the, you know, I'm above the, whatever, I'm ignoring it. But a little bit, like, this is the important stuff early <laughs> on because, that, along with just about everything else he's done, is rallying his teammates around him. The other 52 guys on that team, they're going to go to bat. They're going to put their all out on the field for their quarterback. And, you know, I got to see Hard Knocks when I got home yesterday, and I played a couple of those sound bites yesterday where Aaron got upset with his teammates in practice. And to see the full context in the video, even before he started, you know, with all the cursing and everything like that, you can see his frustration level was building, and he's in control. I mean, it's accountability now. He sees what he has around him, and he wants to make sure everything is in line. And the fact that he was feisty on the field in a preseason game on Saturday night is, you said, he's dialed in. He is locked in. He is all in, and it's great to see because even with the excitement of him coming here, you still wondered – what the reasoning was, but why did he want to be a Jet? You know, what motivates him? He's clearly motivated to help the Jets win a Super Bowl. He is. And the way he's talked about it, I think he's, and I will still, I've argued this for years. I think Aaron Rodgers was right nine out of 10 times. There was a dispute between him and the Packers coaching staff or the front office. I always thought in each of those situations, Aaron Rodgers made a whole lot of sense and the Packers brain trust, not so much. But he's even taken stock of, Okay, well, what have I like? What we talked about yesterday with Brian Cashman, like, hey, you've done a really good job, but it can never hurt to take a little look in the mirror and reflect on, mm-hmm. well, what can I do better? If I'm doing ninety percent right, what's the ten percent I can be better at? And it feels like Aaron Rodgers has done that in the same way. You know, guys who we there's always been criticism of Rodgers. Maybe he's hard on teammates, or he's not. You know, he's yelling at them, snapping at them. At the same time, Tom Brady's been doing that his entire career. We remember there's footage of Tom Brady going at it with coaches. Right. I remember the famous one with him just chewing out Bill O'Brien over a decade ago. It's his <laughs> offensive coordinator. And Brady's laying into him. We've seen it with him and McDaniels before. You know, and yeah, well, with him, because well, he had won before. He's a competitor with Rodgers. Oh, well, he's a bad teammate. And from everything you hear, who who's saying Rodgers is a bad teammate? The guys no. who were following him from the Packers and now want to play for the Jets, a woe-be-gone, awful franchise that – we love and have a love-hate relationship with because we root for them and all they've done is torture us. They can't wait to come over here to play with that guy. And then you're seeing the young guys immediately, Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, they can't get enough How of Aaron Rodgers. How about the relationship that Beckton's had with Rodgers? You know, I think it was last week's hard knocks that Randall Cobb told the rest of the wide receiver group, hey, eight is going to lose his you-know-what if if you run the wrong route, he does not like throwing interceptions. So it's great to have those those former Packers now to help spread the word. Hey, this is how it's going to run here. This is not 
you know, Zach Wilson running the Jets last year and the other quarterbacks that came in, the Mike Whites of the world. This is Aaron Rodgers coming here, and there is a way about him and a way he wants things to be done. And I, I think that's the the real beauty of having a guy like Randall Cobb around and Alan Lazard. These guys have been through the war with him already, and they're letting everybody on the team know this is what you got to do, and you don't do this. He's not going to have the trust to throw the ball to you. Right. They're telling you two things. One, you know, this is real. This guy's real. Obviously, we believe that because we wanted to continue to have him as a teammate. And the second thing is, like you were saying, listen, the bar has been raised here. You have to meet this level. You have to meet this standard in order to be part of this group. And it seems like so far the players on the Jets have responded, and you nailed a big one. Mekhi Becton, I would not discount the role Aaron Rodgers has played. This was a guy who a couple months ago even was complaining about the coaches, was talking about I'm a left tackle, I'm not a right tackle. Now he's fully embracing. It may not be where he wants to be, but he's at least embraced it. Let me be a part of this team. Let's hopefully win. And maybe one day I can end up back at left tackle. And Aaron Rodgers has both physically and uh, you know theoret- or figuratively embraced Makai Becton and kind of brought him into the fold and helped guide him along. Think about this about Becton for a second. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Think about how easy it could have been for the Jets to completely give up on him. I know they didn't pick up the the fifth year on his on his deal, but think about how easy it would have been. And I don't think there would have been any, you know, you know, pushback by fans or media if they had just cut him and let him go. Like coming into camp two years in a row out of shape, but they still believed in him. They saw the player that was the first round pick, the high first round pick. And they didn't want to give up. Now, they didn't want to make the financial commitment for the fifth year until they saw the commitment from him to do what he did during the offseason. But think about what if the Jets had let him go. I mean, the story that he is right now in training camp, following him with those pictures every day on Twitter and watching the dramatic weight loss and him getting into shape and look at even through camp, you know, everyone was waiting, when's he going to get a chance to play with the first team? When's he going to... The, the Jets had a plan. They had a systematic approach. They moved them along slowly. And now, look, I know he wants to be a left tackle like you just mentioned, but he's a starting right tackle now for the Jets. And how great of a story. And, and how easy could it have been for the Jets to just give up on him and let him go? And they didn't. Uh, six, seven weeks ago, we all thought he was being let go. It was not looking good. Boomer had been saying for a while, uh, you know, if Mekhi Becton doesn't turn things around, he's probably going to be gone. And you give credit to a couple people. Obviously, Becton for acknowledging and changing whatever had to be changed. But I think Rodgers played a big role in that. You have to give a little bit of credit to the coaching staff as well. That could be Salah. That could be Hackett. That could be the new offensive line coach. They brought him from the Titans. But the one guy I'm going to look at, because I know what it was before he was here, and I know what it is now afterwards, not just with Becton, but with everybody. Peter, at least as we sit here, end of August, and he's done everything right so far. I feel like giving the credit to Rodgers. He's a, a big role, no question about it. I love that line in Hard Knocks. Where he's, let's go get lunch. Let's go talk. 
And, and then you find out they're following up on it. The plan and, was and to it really, and it really did happen. Yeah. So it's just listen. It's as a Jet fan, you know, we talked about this the other day. Like, you want to be optimistic. You don't want to hear from the fans that are going to be like, you know, ready to uh, same old Jets and things are going to fall apart. You you want to believe that this is going to work out this this year. In a, in a strange way, it's very hard to handle all these good things that are happening. Like I'm not used to this. Like no, this is, we, we have no not, idea. Like, you know, like it's even, like Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, you just practice. Uh, uh, Lazard and Dwayne Brown and Carl Lawson. Everybody's back. The team is healthy going into Week One. And Dalvin Cook's practicing today. You're like what? I, I mean, like you sure somebody's not going on IR? Even even in the good seasons that they've had, like you, you know, 2009, 2010, going to the championship game. There's just you know, 2009. They 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 got lucky to get into the playoffs. I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, they you know Sanchez had his struggles, got it together in the playoffs, and things just didn't work out that smoothly. And even the following year, you know, like they they started to chip away at at, at pieces of the team that were successful, and it just was never easy. There was always something going on. Like at least, like now, like. This is not usually no, how this, the Jets this, this operate. Is and listen, it, something will happen. It'll get tougher. But for right now, you can enjoy this going into Labor Day weekend feeling really good about the Jets. We have to take a break, come back. Still want to get to something absolutely incredible that happened last night in sports. If you don't know about it, we will tell you. And I have a question for Peter about something that will happen on today's Boomer and Geo program with Jerry and Joe. It's Fleegs and Schwartz on the warm-up show. Coming right back on The Fan.